One Week Season. going on guys to uh, give people a couple minute or two to jump in here hope your wednesday is going well hope you guys had a, a better week for than me one of these days i'll start this off differently than that <laughs> all right give people another minute or so to jump in here i'm actually going to be doing this slightly differently today got a little bit of life going on this week so uh had a, a friend in town and I, my process has not been what it normally would be this week so didn't fill out my reflection document but i'm going to take that opportunity to actually just kind of run through what that would look like for me live here today so we'll talk about my my lineup and i'll just kind of walk through i'm not going to go step by step like filling out my reflection document while we're doing this but i'll kind of walk through how i assess my play so i think that'll actually be kind of going with the flow on my end but i think that'll actually be worthwhile for you all to kind of like see how i do that uh and kind of fun for me to just do it on the fly as well since i don't have anything already written done uh, didn't you know i took zero time to assess my lineup to this point so this will truly just be a uh, a live assessment that i'll be doing sharing with you guys and then uh, i'd be curious to like after doing that if you guys have questions thoughts anything like that love to hear um, you know, your assessment, maybe, or if you differed from something that I say or share, I'd love to hear that along with, um, you know, love to hear about how your, uh, your process went, how you assessed it. And of course, any questions that you may have. So with that, let's, uh, yeah, let's just kind of jump in here. Um, so I, I kind of jokingly, uh hit up majestic and lex uh in our channel <laughs> going into the weekend because we had talked about the uh tennessee jacksonville game peak pod and i basically was just like well i'm still really high on it and i'm just going to go all in and uh yeah like the, this is going to be fun <laughs> and that's i mean that's really what my my roster was based around this week uh was going pretty heavily in on that game i thought there was a really nice way to play it in terms of getting the points from tennessee but also having some 
lower priced options in the Jacksonville offense coming back against that poor Tennessee defense. So the kind of the the foundation of my lineup was Trevor Lawrence, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, bringing it back with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. So I had five guys from that game. That was my main stack. And then just to kind of fill in the other the positions for you guys, I had uh, played Alexander Madison at the other running back spot. And then so I had all my receivers from that game. I did play T Higgins in the flex. I played Robert Tanyan at tight end and then Cardinals defense. So the the what what did we get wrong? What did we get right in this situation? Well, what I got right was that the Titans smashed. You know, essentially, I was looking at this game as something, you know, I'd potential to shoot out. Uh, was really looking for it to be, you know, figure both teams end up in the the 30s or had the potential for that. I uh, figured there was almost no way Tennessee didn't do that. And so I knew I wanted at least one of Derrick Henry or A.J. Brown on my roster, if not both. And then on the Jacksonville side of the ball, um, yeah, just figure, I mean, Tennessee's defense has just been very, very attackable, uh, you know, even going back to last year. And despite them being the Jaguars, figured that they would be able to, you know, at least put up some points here. Didn't expect them to win the game, uh, but definitely figured they could score 20 plus and potentially even 30 plus. But alas, they are the Jaguars and they scored 19. Um, so one of my reflections on this, because I kind of did a little bit on this in Sunday, just kind of like in my head was the just the you know the ridiculous around the Jacksonville situation and a lot of times I don't take narratives into account with my play at least not heavily this spot just set up so nicely that I didn't really want to weigh that in but that said uh I think specific I don't know other sports as well as I know football in football uh because I've I've played uh, the, the, the locker room is a big deal. Leadership is a big deal. And, you know, all these reports are coming out that, uh, you know, like urban has, you know, just no respect from these players and stuff. And, um, you know, you have a, a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. And so you, you probably don't have much leadership whatsoever in that locker room. And so I think that was the part where, uh, you know, at least for me going all in on that as a single entry player, I knew I was, I was taking, you know, rolling the dice on that, uh, but think that there was like, uh, you know, because we're looking at process versus variance here. That's kind of what I'm assessing when I'm sharing this uh, there. You know, th there definitely was a chance that the Jaguars kept pace and, you know, moved the ball through some of their main pieces, which I'll get to that <laughs> in a second. Um, but I just think that the the situation is just too much of a mess there. And uh, I kind of had this gut feeling. It, it came up a couple times over the course of like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, where I was like, uh, it's just so messy there, though. And it was just really what it ended up being was it was too nice of a spot for me to resist. 
And so for me, that was the takeaway was I couldn't, this was kind of, uh, if any of you guys listened last week, it was kind of like what I had said with Alan Robinson last week, where it was like, I just couldn't not play him at 5,800 or whatever. I think he was somewhere around there. Uh, and, you know, hoping that this was maybe a bounce back week for him last week. And whereas no signs really pointed to that, but because Alan Robinson, in my mind, is like a 10 plus target guy who is priced at 5,800, I just couldn't pass it up. And that was kind of the same situation with these Jaguars players was I knew, you know, I thought that with a pretty massive certainty that Tennessee would smash and we had a, you know, at least a good idea of how that would happen and that the Jaguars were in a great spot to come back. But just because a team is in a great spot does not mean that they are going to capitalize on that. And so that's uh, I'd say, you know, it's a little bit of process, a little bit of variance. But for me, again, at least as a single entry player, I'm not playing multiple lineups or I have different stacks and things like that. So for this to be where I'm putting my money for the week, I do think there's a little bit of a process there to be shifted in terms of when there is a lot of turmoil because this is the NFL and it is a very uh, leadership heavy sport, very locker room based sport uh, that I would take that into a little bit more consideration next time. And just because it was going <laughs> to, you know, it would look like such a perfect spot and it wasn't. So that was that was kind of my thoughts there. And obviously, you know, anybody, any of you who because, you know, over OWS, I would say this week we were all uh, relatively high on this spot. And so to <laughs> to have Marvin Jones Jr. and Visca combining for looking at my my roster here for uh, 10.3 points, I I mean. I would have put so much money on, you know, them scoring uh, like over 20 points that that's just like unbelievable to me. And then again, any of you that played them, you know that their usage was kind of ridiculous. Uh, it was who was Jamal Agnew and uh, I forgot who the other guy was, but like both of them had more targets by far than either of those guys. So just like really wild how that turned out. And so I think that part of it, there was a little bit of variance there. Um, but yeah, don't love the play as a whole, as you know, you guys probably heard ad nauseum, uh, across OWS this week playing Tennessee guys, uh, eventually, yes, I wanted to play Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. I will say though, with Derrick Henry, the, the thing here is that you didn't have to play him this week. And that was actually all like kind of where my process was leading me. I was really on the fence with how I wanted to play this uh, because I felt that for while, you know, like JM talks about all the time, it's like once once kickoff hits, price doesn't matter anymore, right? Like you just want the guy who's going to get you those points. But this week, price considered, uh, you know, I figured there was multiple guys who and again, JM talked about this uh, on his I think on the inner circle last week on Tuesday about how there's just these these mid-price running backs that don't have the floor, but they do have the ceiling. 
that a guy like Henry might have, or, you know, maybe not quite the ceiling, but they have a ceiling that could compete with his. And so, you know, if you spent, you know, two and a half K or three K less on a guy who ended up scoring you 25 to 30 points when Derrick Henry is scoring 34 at nine K, you're probably still in a really good spot. And so while I didn't go there myself this week, I was definitely considering not playing Henry just because I figured other guys had that ceiling and then I could immediately use that salary elsewhere. Uh, And while I am a single entry player, I do often play. uh, This is kind of like my main lineup with the, you know, the most money behind it. But then I do play like a little bit of hedging. I'll do some other single entry contests with different lineups with things that uh, other plays that I'd like. And the the reason that I mentioned that is because one of the builds that I liked was to use a running back other than Derrick Henry and use that salary to move up to uh, to Devontae Adams and use him in a block with Robert Tanyan. I'll kind of get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, really liked Devontae Adams this week. Just thought that, you know, the offense was going to move through him as it usually does. And, you know, he... <laughs> He smashed too. Uh, but yeah, so that was th- that situation with that game stack and like what most of my roster looked like. Just a quick note on the AJ Brown thing, because I, I mentally made this note as well. He's just not going to be in a position to hit his ceiling in, you know, in most game scripts, unless they are in a you know back and forth shootout or they're really being forced to play catch up. Like he's just not going to hit the ceiling that he is capable of, that we all know that he's capable of. And especially when Julio comes back, that only muddies the waters a little bit more. And so that was just kind of a mental note I was making on A.J. Brown. Yes, he's going to have some good weeks. Yes, he's going to have some of those, uh, you know, nice to have scores. But in this offense, it's it's just not going to come with uh, regularity or predictability. I mentioned playing Alexander Madison. I think that was a gimme. I don't think there's really too much to talk about there. I really don't look at many players as lock plays ever. I think that's dangerous, especially when you're playing tourneys. But just, you know, for the role, Madison is just so um, just so mispriced. And so he obviously showed that and the results that he bared out. But yeah, I think that was the way to go and just for ownership numbers the so i the lineup i'm looking at here i played in the 30k end zone which is a single entry contest which is a 75 dollars buy-in and has 454 entries really like this and i've been trying to play this when i can really like that it's only a couple hundred entries uh top you know first places three grand but then there's it's still a pretty flat payout structure so i really like this one yeah madison at 65 percent, basically again different for me the you know my style this is a differentiate elsewhere play um just i'm just gonna take it and yeah differentiate elsewhere okay so my other other plays we covered my quarterback running backs and wide receivers tight end. I mentioned that I played Robert Tanyan. I liked him this week. 
this was pretty much a game theory play. It wasn't for any real reason other than I figured that him and Devante were going to be the the main ways of moving this ball through the air in this game, and that he just hasn't, um, you know, he hasn't been scoring like he was last year. You know, he had a lot of touchdowns last year, and it's probably you know definitely due for some negative regression from that. But within the context of this year, figured that he was for a little bit of positive aggression that people just weren't going to be on him it's kind of like in a weird price range uh between you know really cheap rsj and guys like noah fant uh yeah so that, that obviously didn't pan out <laughs> one reception for nine yards the, the week the week prior he had had like seven targets he just didn't convert on them um so that was like i said more of like a game theory play than anything else there kind of uh then I, I used him coming back with T Higgins because I did like that game environment with Green Bay and Cincinnati, not necessarily to be a shootout, but more so because I thought that we knew where the the usage was going to go. And again, T Higgins was kind of a guy where uh, I just really liked his opportunity. I always like to target guys who are coming back from being injured. There's not a lot of recency bias there because they haven't, you know, they, they haven't performed recently, plus the added uh, I don't I kind of want to wait and see. I don't know how much they're going to use him, et cetera. So I liked him, liked him in that offense. Green Bay, you know, is playing with out uh, Jair this weekend. So just kind of all receivers had a good chance, uh, as I think Hilo pointed out, being the, the Green Bay guy. Uh, their their other corners are really burnable. And so. I thought any receiver is viable, but I liked the price of Higgins and Boyd and liked the upside Higgins had versus Tyler Boyd. So he was my play there for a little mini stack with uh, Tanyan and Higgins. And then played Cardinals defense. Cardinals defense was one of the ones that I noted. I think they were going a little bit overlooked because of the game environment with the Niners. I think people thought that was going to be more high scoring, which uh, definitely saw the case for that. But also when I'm playing a defense, I'm not really worried about the score because we're from a defense. We're getting our scoring from sacks, turnovers and touchdowns. And with Trey Lance getting the start there and how Arizona like they they play defense and how um, they blitz. I really liked them in that spot, and that turned out to be an okay play based on uh, results there. So this this lineup as a whole scored one twenty four in a week. You know, our first real week of twenty twenty one where you you needed some big scores. You needed two hundred plus to take down attorney. And let's see, real quick. I said, just doing this a little differently than I've done the past couple weeks. But to scroll up here and check out the the first ranked team here, uh, guy one with two thirty five. So you had, you know, this is a a spot where you had to have guys like Alexander Madison was pretty much the gimme there. Uh, But you know, he had a stack of Brady, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and Kadarius Tony. But yeah, um, okay, so before 
we go into that more may come back to that but just real quick to go back to my lineup and like i said working through some process stuff and then um people kind of invite you guys up here to jam with me uh what did i do well what what didn't i do well kind of mentioned that a little bit already i don't mind going in on one game and really again if you kind of look at my roster construction from a macro perspective i really only had to get two or three things right in the uh obviously the tennessee at jacksonville game and that was you know essentially 60 percent of my roster if that plays out and so if i get that right then that goes well and then the uh you know just need some things to break my way in the cincinnati uh, packers game in order for things to play out and so that's something i've been playing with this year and currently has not worked out for me but i am chalking that up to uh, it's been it's you know i think it's always both and i've had the question over the past couple of weeks in here of well how do i know it's process how do i know it's variance and i hear jm answering this on uh podcasts and stuff too and i think the answer is it's usually a bit of both and really the it's just being honest about how much of which one it is and just just trying to get as much of a gauge on that as possible and so i kind of mentioned what that looks like for my roster this week but to this point this season i've been trying to do this in single entry tourneys where i am really building my roster around getting two or three things right i think for single entry very viable approach as you you know when you're in these smaller fields like i'm playing bankroll building tournaments you're not playing the million not playing multi uh entry you don't need these massive scores and so if you can get those two or three things right which is still hard because this is football it's a high variance sport if you can get those two or three things right, you're in a really, really good spot. So while that hasn't worked out for me to this point this year, I am going to continue to move forward with this approach. I've been able to see that I've been focused on the right games. If you guys were here last week, I was talking about the uh, Washington at Atlanta game and how I was I was right on the game environment, but I just mixed in the wrong plays. And that's that's variance like it's a it's a you know, you're kind of checking the box of like, okay, I was focused on the right game environment. And it's just because it is football, because it is so high variance, you're going to miss sometimes on what those pieces are. So I'm going to continue to try to. Go with this approach going forwards. and hopefully for me and my bankroll that uh one of these weeks it actually works um let's see going to some other questions here that i have in my document that i'll see if i can answer on the fly here what are the key takeaways <clears throat> for me the like i said first one is don't overreact to narratives but also take them into consideration the second piece of that is 
just because it's a great spot doesn't mean that you should stick with it and place your bets there. Uh, you know, JM talks about this. Lex does a really good job of this on our first peak podcast. How can it fail? And just looking at that. And that's something that I think I don't do well all the time. I do think that's a little bit of a weakness for me is once I get something in my head of, oh, this is like, this is a great spot. You know, the Jags are, of course, going to be throwing 45 passes and both uh, LaVisca and Marvin Jones Jr. are going to get double digit targets. Uh, It's kind of tempering expectations a little bit and realizing that just because it is a good spot doesn't mean that that's the truth or that's fact. Any other key takeaways with my roster? Uh, I think that was pretty much it for this week. I'm trying to scroll back to it, too, because I. Still looking at the wrong one. Uh, Yeah, I think the other key takeaway was just that kind of what I was mentioning about Derrick Henry. Do you think that it was quite viable to not play him this week because there were other plays that were quite a bit cheaper and that had, you know, not Derrick Henry ceiling, but do still have, you know, 30 point ceiling. And again, perfect example, if he scores 35 points, he scored 34 and you fade him for one of those other guys and you end up getting 28, 29, 30. You're sitting in a good place because you can allocate that salary elsewhere. And so not only does that keep pace for you, but you can also differentiate your roster, which is, you know, Hilo talks a lot about leverage and what that actually means. And that's part of that. Uh, Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have for takeaways. Do I want to alter my process going forwards? And if so, how? I talked about that a little bit already. I'm pretty much going to keep my overall process that I've been doing hammering again, always, always, always keeping in context the slate and asking myself, what is this slate giving me? What is it allowing me as a player? And so that's kind of what I do every week. So like I after I do my initial, uh, you know, like first look at games like I will do tonight for myself. I'll do my first look at games, kind of get an idea before I read anything and just kind of like, yeah, wrap my head around the slate. And then from there, before I build anything, I'll start to formulate a bit of based on that first look. How how the games in the slate are going to play, like play along or play into my play style. So essentially figuring out where my edge is as a single entry player, small fields, um, somebody who is willing to embrace a little bit of risk and a little bit of uncertainty to be on plays that, you know, the field might not because of recency bias uh, and just kind of viewing the slate through that lens. So that's something that I think is really, really important for everybody. Uh, you'll always hear me talk about this is knowing who you are as a player. JM talks about this too, like knowing what your goals are for the year. And that's always 
should be shaping your play and how you're approaching each slate. So I'm keeping my process uh, the same for the most part, except one of the things that I may shift a little bit here is, uh, and I've done so a little bit, like last week I reviewed my my lineup that was the early slate. And I talked a little bit about my strength of short slates. And I think a lot of us really at OWS in the, the community as well, like everybody uh, should have an edge in short slates because we're we're learning to we're thinking through games as a whole, as an environment, instead of just looking at projections and playing the best plays. And when you are able to think through how a game is actually going to play out, you're always going to have an edge on shorter slates where people are just kind of picking the best best plays, you know, clicking on the guys with high ceilings, which is a good start, but it's not really, it's not going to allow you to hit those, uh, those tourney winning scores because they aren't thinking through what the actual game flow is so for me i'm going to try playing some more short slates some thursday to mondays i don't know exactly how that's going to look because my process is usually much heavier friday through sunday so it'll depend a little bit on my schedule and if i'm able to how i'm able to work that in but that's something i want to do is focus on smaller slates and yeah, focusing a little bit more play there and see how that goes. Uh, we're pretty much at the half hour here, so I definitely want to invite people up to speak. So if you want to jump in, like I said, ask questions about my lineup, about my process, uh, anything about how like my assessment process, even anything like that. Or if you just want to talk about how your play went on this slate or something you did. I want to hear it. So go ahead and yeah, raise your hand and I'll bring you up here. I'll just and I'll wait for a second, see if anybody wants to jump up and take a little drink here. Anybody, anybody. Let's see. There we go. Aaron wants to come up. Aaron, what's up, man? You're muted currently, just FYI. Unmute. Hey, there we go. All right, there we go. I'm sorry. All right, so I'm over five. I basically play cash, probably like 70% cash and, and then tournaments. Um, the rest of the way, I play on FanDuel, uh, which is a little easier for me. So, so I'm over five. Lost, you know, I play like I'm a small player, like fifty bucks a week, and um, you know, I like the content. I know it's your the OWS is mainly towards you know geared towards DraftKings, but I like the content and the community is, is great. So, um, I don't know if I'm just having like bad luck. And a lot of the plays that you've that's been mentioned over the last few you know last few weeks, I've been on, and they haven't really like turned out. Um, which, you know, um, has me, you know, away, away from the cash line, like every week. So, um, I'm not sure everybody have a question or not, but, um, I don't know if it's like, you know, much variance or if it's just having bad luck or if my process just really is, you know, that bad. 
Yeah, well, I'm on five two, and so I hope for both of us that it's it's variant. <laughs> um, but but seriously, yeah, it's it's really hard when you have a string of weeks like this. And so just to put this to provide a little bit of context for me, I can't remember the last time. I don't know that I've ever gone over five in NFL DFS. Uh, I, I did play more cash two years ago. Last year was the first year where I shifted like mostly to playing single entry tourneys. Um, but it's really fucking unsettling when you go a handful of weeks without cashing because exactly, you know, everything that you're saying, uh, you know, just transparently. So, you know, I went through this myself this weekend. I was like, what am what am I doing here? I'm like, this is. You know, I think I know what I'm doing. I think I am I'm sharp. I think I am on the right plays. I'm thinking about things the right way. But DFS is just such an emotional game. And again, you know, these guys at OWS here, like always talking about how high variance it is, because not only is football a high variance sport, but also then we have such a small sample size with only a game a week and, you know, less than 20 weeks in a season. So it's really, really hard. And one of the things that um, M. Johnson mentioned last week, and I know I'm, I'm coming back to you for cash here, but just wanted to mention this. Uh, playing, playing multiple smaller dollar lineups so that you can really get a true assessment of is this process or is this variance? Because, again, yeah. we just have such a small sample size. And so, you know, I think, like I was saying earlier, a big piece of it is really being able to step back, look at your lineup in hindsight, and go, you know, be able to, to look at it from a macro perspective, but also going play by play or game environment by game environment, depending on how you build it, and, and asking yourself, do I know why I did this? Do I know why I picked this guy? Do I still feel like that was. Um, sharp and that can be a little bit difficult in terms of like what the results are but that's why i'm such an advocate for this for for having these conversations for taking that time to look at your your roster on a monday on a tuesday morning or whatever or sunday night even and asking do i know why i put these plays together do i know why i built my roster like this so i don't know have you have you done any kind of because I think you were in here recently as well, but have you done kind of an intentional process of like really uh, looking back over your roster and kind of understanding how you built it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, I mean, for this past week, I, there's probably a mistake or two that, you know, I would, would like to have back. Like I played Galladay in cash because he fit my build and I didn't, you know, Maybe I didn't wait heavily. Trey Von Diggs been on him when he got hurt. I don't know. Maybe because Daniel Jones got hurt. So maybe that just was just bad luck. Um, but that probably, and I was on Evans. Between Evans and Brown and Galladay, I just decided to go with Galladay between the three in cash. Um, my, um, maybe subconsciously I had Darnold. So maybe subconsciously I thought he was going to have a good game because of the last week. So I didn't really, didn't think I took that into account, heavily into account, but I just thought, you know, this matchup was good and against Philly and I, I thought you would at least, you know, get up there. So, um, but yeah, I, I've taken a look at my roster um, after every week, um, just kind of see what games I, were, I, I was on 
And, you know, it's been a lot of the same plays that just failed. You know, um, I was on, you know, um, the Titans and Jags this past week, right? Um, I was on the Giants, Cowboys, you know, so all the high total, you know, was on a lot of the Cowboys as well. Um, so maybe I just didn't have the right combinations or I, I'm not really quite sure. I had the Chargers defense as an example, you know, because I, I thought that was going to go under. Um, and I thought yeah. it was going to be a battle and it turned out to be a shootout. So, you know, just, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like the Chargers defense this week too. And I, I, fortunately, I didn't go there, but uh, yeah, I like them. And yeah, like the, the things that you're saying, you're, it sounds like you're doing the right things. You're focused on the, you know, the right game environments. And I mean, it really, you really can continue to hit on the right pieces or sorry, the, the wrong pieces and still have good process. And so, you know, kind of similarly to what I was thinking through a lot on Sunday evening for myself, kind of share with you here, just like, unless there's glaring issues with what you're doing, there's definitely places where you can say, okay, like I definitely messed that up or I, you know, really could have viewed that in a different way. Uh, I would say, trust the process. You know, you're, you're here, you're engaged in this conversation. You are, you know, obviously, you know, reading content and doing this stuff each week. The, the chances of your process being really off are, are pretty low. And so I would say just continue to, and again, this is what I was going through for myself is like, yeah. just continue to go back to the drawing board and each, each and every week, the way that you normally would. And the just moving through kind of like letting go of any of those emotions that are still stuck from the weekend and any of those thoughts of maybe I need to change things up or maybe I need to shift the way that I'm doing things. Uh, just, you know, keep what you're doing, keep honing it for sure. Keep trying to get better, yeah. but just just continue to work at it and stay the course because. You know, chances are that the week that you shift your play or you try to change things up a little bit, that's going to be the week that your your process would have uh, ended up hitting or following through. Yeah, I mean, it was on all the main plays, you know, I had Henry and I had Addison and I had Fonte. Um, yep. You know, I punted tight end um, and, you know, I had Jono Smith, um, you know, based what I read. And I didn't really, I mean, I could probably put my process because I didn't come back on Saturday to reread everything. Um, maybe. And uh, Gio mentioned that he's more of a blocker and the you know, four offensive linemen out. And I didn't really maybe take account that, um, that scenario, you know, and like I said, I'm pretty casual, still pretty new, you know, I've been off and on the last few years, few years. So I'm still learning, uh, you know, I've been in, in still trying to get piece, you know, things together. So I guess my main question was between cash and like journeys. I mean, I know you want to play the highest, you know, highest floor and projected guys that, you know, that you can find, they have a lot of opportunities and, you know, are on the field and, you know, get a lot of touches and, you know, targets, things of that nature. Um, is there anything else that I might be missing? That's definitely, yeah, you got all that right. Uh, I don't know what you had, but you can tell me in a second if you want, but generally uh, looking for a running back in the flex who is ideally pass catching. Um, just so, again, like you said, just to go along with that, the yeah. the higher level concept of keeping that high floor. Yeah, I think I had William Damian Williams from Chicago on that, on that flex spot. So okay. yep, 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely a good play there. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good. At least, at least I'm, it seems like I'm on the right track. Things, um, and yeah, there's obviously things I can do better. Like I got to take better notes and, you know, uh, take into account, you know, some of the changes for a weekend, get a little bit more, and, you know, you know, things like that. So, um, definitely I'm seeing it's not, you know, it's not, you know, totally, you know, just luck or dumb luck, but yeah, I think I can improve in certain areas, um, as well in, in my process. Yeah, man, I'd say keep at it. Sounds like you're, you're doing the right things. And like you said, always be looking for those little things you do better, but otherwise say, keep at it. And, uh, our, our week's coming. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. At least, I mean, kind of, I mean, it sucks, but you know, at least I'm not alone, I guess. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're, we're learning together here. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for hanging out, Aaron. Oh, you're welcome. Right. Anybody else that wants to come on up, go for it. The questions, comments. Sharing your lineup. Let's see what else says. I I'll just kind of wait another minute or two here. Um, yeah, one of my questions that I in my document that I kind of go over is what am I most frustrated about or what was I most frustrated about? And for me, that was definitely kind of what I mentioned early, just, uh, yeah, not really considering weighing in on the Jaguar situation and just the fact that they're the Jags quite enough. Uh, what are the, the plays that I was proud of? Cause I do think that it's important to look at, what we didn't do well and really kind of note that or, you know, try to shore up some weaknesses, but also on the flip side is also very important to pay attention to what we are like are, are proud of and did well, because that reinforces a positive feedback loop. And for me this week, uh, didn't have anything too major other than, one of the one of the main things I said at the beginning of this week was like I wanted to have Titans on my roster and I messed that up last year where I said that and uh, didn't do it and then missed some big scores. So, yeah, having having the Titans on my roster was pretty much a necessity for me. All right. Anybody? Otherwise, I'm going to start to wrap it up. Anything about your process, my process? All right, just to wrap it up then, last week I had mentioned uh, just kind of like a little bit of, about bankroll and sticking to that and game selection and mentioned that I wanted to do better with that or just be more intentional and this is kind of a just, i've done well so far this year but this is just kind of a trend for me where uh, i can get a little out of hand and nothing crazy but just once i feel really strongly about something i just kind of start to you know <laughs> add more uh add more entries uh but this week i did i did do pretty well with that 
the the results for that lineup didn't do well but i focused on a small tourney like i wanted and i didn't really hammer anything different just kind of like went with that so that was a positive takeaway all right guys i think i've talked enough here um any any final questions anything yeah i'll just finish with saying kind of what we i was mentioning to aaron there and this goes for whether you've been winning or losing uh it's definitely harder when you are losing but it can also become a little bit of a blind spot if you are winning and that is not trying to change anything too drastically or kind of at the point where we're getting into the year a bit and it can be easy to want to change things up you know you've kind of had your initial plan set that in motion you approach things a certain way you started your process the way you wanted to and now things have either gone well or not so well and you're thinking about changing things uh, so just caution when doing so and make sure that you know exactly why you're doing that it isn't simply from an emotional place of oh my god i need to figure out how to win which i was definitely feeling this past weekend and uh yeah taking the, taking those days early in the week uh, at least for me is really really helpful to take that monday and tuesday to just kind of come back to earth a little bit and make sure that I'm not going to do anything irrational in my process the next week. That's what I've got for you guys today. Uh, yeah, just also a note here, probably should have mentioned at the beginning before started dropping a couple people, but uh, tonight Majestic, Lex, and I are going to do the first Peak Pod live. So we will be on at 7 p.m. Eastern in this space. And we are going to like we're, we're going to be recording it as a podcast. We're going to go through our three games as we normally do. But then at the end, we will have a space for questions and interaction. So highly encourage you guys to come for to that just because it'll be fun. That way it won't just be the three of us chatting together. It's always fun to be able to talk to you guys and have you guys in there with us. So that is 7 p.m. Eastern tonight and uh yeah if i don't see you there you'll hear me tomorrow if you listen to the pod otherwise i'll talk to y'all next week hope i see you at the top of the leaderboards in week six later guys (laughs) 